Welcome to episode number 27 of the Turfcast podcast. We're back tonight. It's been way, way too long. RD and I are going to have to do some catch up on air here, like some long lost friends or something like that, and <laughs> just air all of our dirty laundry for all of you guys to hear, apparently. But uh, RD, how are you doing? Of course, we're going to get to our weather segment here very soon, oh, right we, off the bat, the Midwest weather. We have to get to the weather segment, but yeah. Uh, uh, well, kind of preceding the weather segment, all I can say is that most of my dirty laundry these days is filled with sweat and gold bond. Uh, that's <laughs> that's kind of how it's been here. Um, but yeah, it's you know it, it, it's been a minute, and you know if you've listened to this this podcast throughout twenty seven episodes, you'll understand that uh, the uh, impromptu nature of this uh, this podcast is what makes it. I think charming and endearing, right? The fact that there is no script, the fact that I can send uh, RK a text at you know uh, six p.m. his time and say, "Hey, let's just get on a cast night and record it and shoot the shit," and off we go. That's what we and do. Yep. That's just it's just the way it goes. So, so um, yeah, it's been it's been incredibly busy for me as I, I've seen it been for you too. I mean. Here's the thing. You kind of are getting... I, I thought about this uh, a few weeks back. You're kind of getting a little taste of my world in the sense that you know you are fighting a war on many fronts and yes. <laughs> driving back and forth and you know all that drive time just gives you time to think about, well, okay, what do I got to do when I get there? But, oh, what am I leaving behind here that I should have done already? And it's just like this, this mental like war games playing out in your head. Like all the time. Mine and, is mostly like, where the hell is my camera at? And how come <laughs> I left it in my other truck and now I don't have it? And yeah, so it's usually something that I've lost or misplaced because Kelsey will tell you that I am the world's worst person at like finding anything. It can be sitting right in front of my face, looking straight at it. And I'll say, I don't know where this is. And she will say, oh, it's right there. Like, I don't know how you didn't see it. But imagine now you know, having multiple vehicles that go back and forth. So I have, I'm moving all my stuff back and forth every time, but also have a shipping container that has stuff in it. Sometimes I keep things in there. Sometimes I take it back home. I have a shed. It is the world's worst situation for a man like me. So. Yeah. Where did I leave that last? And I mean, I think we've reached the point in, uh, RK content creation that you just need to be like wearing a body cam at all times. <laughs> right. And just dump that footage every day. And God, that we'll, would help. That would really wouldn't help. Wouldn't it? it? Well, it would at least it would at least be able to like circle back and understand like where you left something or whatever. Like you just need a uh, a person whose job it is to like cut up your entire life off the body cam. And it could be like your personal Alexa. Like Alexa, would I leave the uh, you know whatever? And so it'd be like a, a real life Truman Show again, or something like that. Where was I was like, gonna say that's exactly yeah. what I was gonna say is like you'd be the it'd be the Truman Show with RK, except like well what I mean. But it would probably if, tell me how much I have lost my mind because I would be watching it myself and I'd be like, when did I leave that <laughs> sitting there? I don't remember that. My brain didn't even connect those two things. So now I'm. When did screwed. I start smoking? I don't remember this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, uh, so what? And what if this was like, RK? What if this was some deep, dark, parallel universe where we all were in on it? Like that, you know, 
you were just you know videoing yourself growing grass and we all knew like all right like the guy can grow grass but we're just going to watch him you know day in and day out just grow grass i mean what if it was really that situation yeah the truman show always got me in a weird way and if it was all about growing grass though i probably would watch it like <laughs> yeah, I, the, yeah. the, I would i i'd be like yeah i feel bad for this guy and i have like some extreme empathy for him right now that he's going through this and he has no idea but i kind of want to see what he'll do next like i i I can't stop. Yeah. So I'm sure there's people that feel like that about you, you know, that, that, that watch you do all this stuff. But well, the thing anyway. is, is they would see a lot of non grass things happening that they probably don't realize that they would be like, this is what you do every day. Like you're sitting here and answering emails and doing all this non fun, non grass stuff. And yeah, I, I think that's the, the, I do think there's a lot of truth to that. I think that people would be, um, I don't know if enlightened is the correct word, but just like probably, uh, probably feel sorry for us in a certain sense of <laughs> how much mundane BS that we, we do on a daily basis just to get to the point of growing grass and doing all that fun stuff that we post about or, you know, for your, for your sake, not only do, but also like are able to create the content around it. Like I'm just, I'm just hurtling through life with no camera around and, you know, every time I see something cool, I hear RK's voice in the back of my head. You should have shot this. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So. No, I, that's I good that you're actually starting to hear that because maybe you'll listen to me once in a while. I, I listen, I, I think about it all the time. And then I think about like the six places I have to be the rest of the day, you know, and the drive time in between and all the calls I got to take. I saw, listen, this is no BS. Like I saw my phone bill. You know, and it tells you like, hey, you use X number of minutes last month and like a year ago at this time, you use X number of minutes. I talked like two times as much on the phone and it was like a lot of minutes. I'm not going to say how many, but it was a lot. And I'm like, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing or, or, or where, I mean, it's, it's, it's a good thing because it means things are happening, moving in the right direction, all that kind of stuff. But it's just like, man, there's a lot, of, a lot, a lot of stuff that it takes um, to get lined up and coordinated and relying on other people and and all that stuff just to get to the point where oh hey we can do some cool stuff right now and that's fine like i'm not complaining about it whatsoever it's yeah. just i don't think people i think people just think that you know <laughs> sometimes anyway that we just snap our fingers the grass grows and turns pretty colors and it's like oh hey look you know through yeah. the magic of television that you know we have a uh, well, you know, I would say especially with yours because of all the coordination you have to do like with mm -hmm. the crews of people who are actually doing a lot of the renovation stuff and all that, mm -hmm. like that's a lot that when I look at it, I'm like, I know how much goes into that myself when I'm doing the work. But if you're coordinating the crew and then keeping track of what's going on and when is this going to happen? And yeah, it's, it's more management and everything than people would probably think behind the scenes, but no. So like we, I'll give you an example is we had uh, we have a project, uh, it's about a half an acre of fescue that's going to go in this super shaded athletic field um, that's going in right now. And the irrigation, the last few pieces of irrigation to like get the backflow hooked up and everything was supposed to go in yesterday or today and tomorrow, I should say. And one piece did not come with the backflow that was supposed to. And nobody really checked it thoroughly. And it's, a, it's something that like, I don't blame anybody. It's like something that Hey, you would have known if you didn't look at it until you installed it. Well, 
Now it's not going to be here till Monday. So literally, like, that job completely shifts from, hey, we were going to sod it on Friday and catch the weekend. We have some rain coming. It was going to be perfect. And, hey, things change right there and on an instant, you know, in an instant. You know, you got to redirect and, and go a different direction. And I'm not saying, listen, this happens all the time in everybody's day jobs, yeah. right? So uh, it, it's just the, you know, the downstream effects of, of what we do and trying to pull people together. So, yeah. you know, we appreciate that. We appreciate that about what. But I will say when you're growing listeners. grass on a timeline, that's a real, a real different type of pressure, you know? Like, uh, yeah. Because it's not like you can just instantly snap your fingers at some point if something's three weeks late and be like, yeah, let's just, you know, magic. It'll just show. No, it's not going to work that way. No, it's not. And, you know, that's, that's something, you know, in, in my field anyway, it's like, uh, you know, for instance, some of these, you know, football field projects we going on, we have going on, which we'll talk about or whatever, but it's like August 19th, the date, whether I like it or not, like that's the date. Mm-hmm. And it's not like a, you know, a lawn where it's like, ah, you know, hey, we're not going to, no. not going to let people out of that. Or, you know, a golf course, like, eh, we'll open next month. It's like, no, this is when we're coming here to play and you yep. better have it ready. So, and it better not be like half-assed either. So. No, not even three quarter asked. You know, no, nope. RK. We're, we're no, not going to. You even said look. something about a shaded athletic, a very shaded athletic oh, field. Explain yeah. this to me. That really piqued my interest. This, uh, so this is uh, like one of the wildest sites, and I mean that in a very positive way. Like one of the wildest sites we've worked on. So this is a very old inner uh, inner suburb, like very close to downtown. You know, think of like old money. I'm sure Des Moines has, you know, its version of like an old money suburb and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And that's what this is. Uh, super great people. Uh, they're, they're, they're very passionate about recreation in their community and green space and things like that, but they don't really have a lot. So this uh, is an athletic, a, 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 used to be a passive park space. Like it was just open green space. And they've slowly had to use it more and more for athletic field purposes because they really don't have a lot of space of their own. So the, the field was failing, uh, and I'll, I'll get some pictures up, and we can post these or do this uh, when we do our live video format and maybe share with some folks and just kind of see the before and afters. But uh, 100 and, let me think here, 114-year-old park that literally, like, not much has been done to it. It's also an arboretum, so there's, like, a, a ton of mature trees and, like, some mm-hmm. like specimen trees. It's it's amazing. So this uh, little field, this is a tiny little field that's in this one section of the park. It's no more than half an acre and uh, huge oak trees, uh, a catalpa tree, and then some, uh, you know, some understory stuff, some, some shorter stuff all around it. And, you know, there's parts of the field where uh, it does not get sun until, oh gosh, like at this time of the year, maybe you one two o'clock in the mm-hmm. afternoon so you know we've we've done a lot of things to compensate for this you know so uh extra drainage in the uh you know underground drainage or sub drains uh in the uh the shaded areas because we know that's going to lay wetter and longer uh we've done uh tall fescue obviously to mitigate the shade issues because it has a lower light requirement uh to stay alive and then uh, we designed, especially designed the irrigation system so that the, the zones weren't just like rows going down the field or whatever. They're actually um, 
some of them are two heads, some of them are three, some of them are five, and they're broken out basically by the shade line of what gets, you know, oh, yeah. full sun, some sun, and the least amount of sun, and we can program it accordingly. So we did uh, we did a little shade study over there and tried to figure out, you know, different times of the year, basically like April through October, where we would see shade and where we wouldn't. And there's some cool apps that you can do that with. So uh, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it's not done yet, and I have no doubt it's going to be flawless. It's, uh, you know, it's it, 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 it was very well built uh, by our builder, and we're, we're super happy with it. So, yeah, we just uh, we need a uh, $17.87 part uh, to finish the entire thing. <laughs> That's kind of where we're at right now. And it's got to sh- get shipped in from, I think, like it's somewhere in the Midwest. So, you know, well, that's good. You can't, you can't see. Yeah, I was going to say you can't see me on uh, audio, but I'm pounding my chest. You know, I, I, I want to say it's like uh, Nebraska or Minnesota or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. so they'll, they'll take care of us, you know. Yeah. Shouldn't take long. They can just drive it right <laughs> nah, over there. They, they, they probably could. They probably could. Some guy named Al is going to get in this uh, 98 F-150 and drive it over here. It's like you know, those memes. Us. Have you seen those, the Midwest memes about like, why would I get on a plane? It's only a 14-hour drive. <laughs> <laughs> Have you, you, you really need to, and if, and if our listeners are, are, are Midwesterners, even if you're not, just jump on there on Twitter. Midwest versus everybody is a great follow yes, on yeah. Twitter. Or Instagram. Midwest versus they're everybody. on the Instagram too. Yeah, they're on, yeah, they are. They're, they're on the gram too. So take a look and literally you an open window into the lives of RK and I because there's not one on there we read. We're like, ah, you know, I kind of feel that way. Like every single one I read, I'm like, yep, I get it. My totally favorite one's been on there recently, and this has been on there for a few years, but they made some t-shirts that said that. And so it's a picture of Minnesota and it says... You can't handle me. If you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my other worst. And it's winter, <laughs> like negative thirty nine, and then summer one hundred and nine. And they're like, you know, if you can't handle this, then too bad. That one, I yeah. always laugh at that. But it's true, and like it, it is a, it, it is a, I don't know. Everywhere in the Midwest has those stories, right? Of like, you know, in, in Minnesota is definitely more. And they've had some hot summers mm-hmm. as of late. Mm-hmm. So and they had a hot stretch here a couple weeks ago where it was real warm. And I think they're talking about another one here. Is it next week? You got uh, not not to, well. We're kind of bleeding into the weather talk, and we'll yes. just go there because it's. Uh, listen. Yes, I want you to pull up my forecast like you usually do and say, right. "Okay, how's it going down there?" And then I want I, you. To- I, I do, and I, I do. I like. I have it on my phone. Like I have a, I have a uh, a bookmark on my when I pull up my uh, mobile Chrome and I do check the Des Moines forecast, usually like two times a week and just like, Oh, yeah, we're here. So <laughs> oh, shit. That's not yeah, good. basically. Yeah. Like, you know, Thursday tomorrow out there in Des Moines, recording this Wednesday night on the 13th and it's going to be 93 and 72, you know, not the worst, not the best, but yeah. No, yeah. Coming up next week, it, it's, it, it's going to get hot there. Okay. Yeah, like, so uh, if you look at that, if you look at that forecast and then you look at, uh-huh. at look at Atlanta, Georgia for next week. We <laughs> will be like, like 5 at, degrees colder. Yeah, yep. And it's been consistently like this where the south is still very hot, but we for some reason are getting even more heat than well, I don't know what's normal anymore. I guess I'm not even going to say what's normal cuz there is no normal, but well those those heat domes in the middle of the country and all that stuff, that's that's been a lot of it, right? That uh, 
the extreme heat that's hard for everybody to tolerate uh, you know I, I don't care who you are but when it gets up to no nine, i'm at the plus, i'm at the phase of the the angry heat phase so like i can handle it for a little while because i really don't like it whatsoever but i'll handle it for a little while like maybe a month or so and then it starts uh, to get where i like uh, like today i was out there watching them do some building and i'm just i just sit and roast like i don't really sweat all that much and so i'm just kind of burning from the inside and there's no way to get away from it whatsoever it's not like the winter where i'm like i'm cold i should just put on my coat not going to happen. doesn't matter. So I just can't get away from it. And I just start to get angry. I'm like, I'm tired of this. I'm- I, I like, uh, there, uh, There's a part of me where it's like, you know, for, it's, it's always like first thing in the morning. Like when you go outside at like 7 a.m. and, you know, you're sweating your nuts off, like right out of the door. Mm-hmm. Like that's no fun. But then like once I get a sweat going, I'm kind of like, okay, whatever. Like no big deal. And, uh, you know, truthfully, I don't know if it's just years and years and years of doing it and just being like, you know, sort of ambivalent to the weather. Like it, it, it is what it is. You're not going to change it. No. Uh, there's very few days where I'm like, hey, man, this sucks. Like, I mean, maybe a handful a year where I'm just like, hey, this is this is awful. Yeah. But the uh, the thing I go through right now is you know, now we have what? Uh, two. Yeah. Well, yeah, two. Bermuda fields in the ground. Listen, I can spray and buy all the fungicides in the world, right, to get through the heat. And I will. I absolutely will. (laughs) So, you know, for the environmentalists that are listening right now, I'm sorry, but I got a job to do. And the thing I cannot buy, I can't buy heat and I can't buy sunshine. So, boys, we'll tighten up those spray intervals and we'll go high label rates and we'll do what we got to do with the fungicides but i need all the heat the humidity the uncomfortable weather you can possibly yeah. give me yeah and i will be happy as a clam well you know, i'm looking the next week and it's it's great it's gonna be like 74 here rk yeah yeah well see and i've gotten to this weird point where when i was younger i didn't even go outside during the summer i was like this is stupid i play baseball and that's about it because i was so miserable and so i was like i'm just gonna sit inside and play my guitar and then as i started transitioning into this i've gotten more used to it and of course i'm outside now during the summer all the time but i'm just i'm trying to appreciate it because i know what's coming and then it'll be january and february and i'll be so you'll really hate it oh god why can't it just be warm again but there there's just this there's never an in between where it can just be somewhat nice it's always like one extreme to the other speaking of one extreme to the other you know we are uh you know i've noticed this before i never really talked about it but it just occurred to me as you said that is we are total wardrobe opposites see for those of you that don't know, obviously RK always is in long pants and a t-shirt, like Sometimes. without fail. Oh yeah, pretty much all the time. I've been moving to shorts actually. I've had oh, really. To. I've had to, but that's just because uh, that's uh, that's striking. Yeah. That really is striking. Now, see, I am a shorts and long sleeve t-shirt all the time. You would have been I proud mean, of uh, me yesterday because that's exactly what I was wearing. I was wearing uh, one of those the, shirts just like you, like the, the performance yeah. long sleeve shirts and yes. shorts, but I burned my legs and today I put pants back on. So uh, Yeah, <laughs> uh, you, you got to get a burnt. My, my farmer's tan on my leg, like 
if I wore my shorts anywhere uh, above my kneecap right now, yeah, <laughs> like let me tell you what, the girls would be flocking. Yes, flocking. They'd be like, "Oh my gosh, are those your own tan lines? Did you do that yourself?" And I'd be like, "Yes, I did. I didn't just get them; I earned them." See, I girlfriend. think the worst for me is my neck because my neck is like <laughs> I have this really distinct neckline, and my wife is always like, "Oh, that's great." <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's only for you to see, sweetheart. So yep. consider yourself lucky. Exactly. Consider yourself lucky. All right. So listen, I saw, I saw the the most recent video, and the first thing I had to ask about is, where did you get the bug up your ass to do this three quarter inch tall fescue strip? Like, what what what, what was it? I gotta ask, like. Uh, this is the the way I picture this going is either you this were just like good. screw it I'm just gonna do it and I don't care and and you just got real fed up one day or you've been like plotting this out for like months or this is like it was oh in boy. typical fashion where people you think I had a, some else. I had a, ma- a master plan and I had no plan whatsoever which was me being lazy so I'm like hey I got to take my real mower. <laughs> from my shed over to the gate every single day and I got to drive it through this section. Why don't I just turn it on while I go through there and see what the hell happens? That the best, was- the best intentions and the best inventions are somebody who was like, ah, I'll just do it this way. It'll be easier. And then bam, you know? No, but I so really that- have been curious because to be honest with everybody, I've showed this a couple different times, but people don't seem to remember it that, since I never killed off my front yard 100% and it all, like, there were some original things there, there are some small patches of fescue in there here and there. And so I've been real mowing that, obviously, for, like, three, four years now. Mm-hmm. And they've done totally fine the entire time. So I kind of knew what to expect with that. But I wanted one single strip of 100% fescue next to 100% fescue that was not mowed low to like directly compare those two just for fun and so when i was being lazy and moving my mower every single day over there i was like yeah i'll just put a strip through there and see what it does so i'm breaking all the rules because of course i'm real mowing it i'm also doing one strip every single time which is not varying any mowing patterns or anything like that or you know it's just every single time the exact same but so how many times a week are you rolling through there? Uh, every other day. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's really down. I, and the, uh, so, and I've seen this before on, I'll call it Lomo. I don't think I've ever, I can't say I've ever seen a hundred percent tall fescue real mode outside of like university plots. Right. Like I haven't seen it in the wild, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But the thing that struck me in the most recent video was the texture, right? So, like, how long have you been doing that, roughly? I started it right away in the spring, so it's been... Okay. Yeah. So, I was going to say that 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 was my thought because the the texture difference, right, between the, you know, two to three inch high stuff, right, the high cut stuff Mm -hmm. and the low cut stuff, dramatically different. Yes, very different. And that's that's what I was going to say. That was probably my biggest takeaway is that... You know, and when you see uh, these new tall fescues, and I think this is one of the misconceptions that people have when they hear, whether they hear turf type or they hear tall fescue, is like, you know, that your dad's lawn that had the, uh, 
you know, sticking up ninja swords that would stab you right through your foot and hurt like hell. And these new fescues are not like that. Like, no, there's they're very, very similar in texture to bluegrass. Not not quite yep. the same texture, but very close. And, you know, I, I think as you're showing here, just culturing it down, hey, it can perform just fine. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't I, I'm not shocked. I guess that's what I'm saying is I'm not shocked, but I am surprised at the texture and how good it does look yeah literally in the middle of summer i mean we're smack dab in the middle of summer right yeah. now. yeah and i would say exactly that was exactly what i was going to say about the texture is it is different and i've showed it so i showed it i think maybe mid-spring and then more like late spring to show the you know what it was looking like and i think i mentioned in there that had i known i was going to real mow that i may have upped the the rate of seed just slightly maybe to try to make it so that it was a little thicker and it would stand up. Cause what's happening is like typical, anything that's like slightly longer real motor or a thicker blade, it, it likes to lay and it's not, you know, then it sort of is just laying there and it's not a real thick, dense surface, but mm-hmm. it actually has been getting better. I feel like. So. Yeah. I didn't see as many of those, those coarse braided leaf plants yeah. sticking out there. So. Yep. That's interesting. Hmm. But I just wanted to also show today, and I wanted to talk about all those people who are just, you know, I'm not saying it's wrong by any means, but they're they're just this, oh, everything has to be tall, and it's always better tall. Like, I've been getting so many comments that I wanted to talk about uh, one of your favorite topics of, like, let's just raise the mowing height to five inches in the summer, and, like, everything oh. will be better. I've been getting so many of those, like, well, I raised my mowing height to five inches, and now every I'm like, oh god, I got to talk to RD about this. I'm going to share. I'm going to share a story that I, I did not. I did not experience this. So this was not me, but I had a a friend in the industry call me and and reach out, and he was like, hey, I I, I just need to know how to handle this because I, you know, he does he doesn't deal with some of the off the wall. I'll say it questions that you especially and I sometimes get, right? So he had to meet with a um, a school board, right? And and they he said that, hey, the field is, the football field is not doing good. And this guy that's on the school board has some ideas on how it can be better. This guy's a farmer, apparently, the, oh, the yeah. school board member. Here we go. But, uh, so the school board member's contention was uh, twofold. One, that they should raise the mowing height on the football field in the summertime to roughly eight to ten inches <laughs> so the roots could push down deeper. Uh-huh. And then over the, ser- over the course of, uh, you know, a, you know t- two to three weeks coming into the end of August that they could pare it down and get down to a height somewhere around or just below three inches for their game field height at the same time uh this gentleman also advocated for that uh the clover and some of the other weeds should not be sprayed out of the field because those weeds were helping to create pore space in the soil by driving their roots down farther than the turf grass and therefore aerating the soil and making it easier for roots to grow for the turf grass and, you know, this guy that, that I know that was there hearing all this, he was like, I, 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 I did not know what to say. 
I had no idea. And I say, that, that's when you, you repeat it back to them, right? Okay. So you're telling me, right? We're going to go from here to here and then back down to here. And at that same time, we're also going to spray these weeds out that have aerated the soil, but not until right before the first game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure this is the recipe for success. So, yeah, I, it... it I don't know, man. Like, it, it, you know, how are they and planning I've, to like? Were they planning to let this go at eight to ten inches, or were they planning to let the like to irrigate? Because that's not even really possible without an, a disaster. Uh, I have no. I don't know all those specifics. I do know that they were asked to to mow it with a zero turn and just put it all the way up in like the transport setting. Like, oh. don't even. <laughs> oh my god that, that that actually makes me cringe like because i can i've i can see it laying over like this real wispy nasty mess of grass and it makes me cringe. yeah with like a track and bleachers and lights and all yeah. this stuff all the way around i don't know man it, it's so uh, all i'm saying is this is that how do i how do i be polite in saying this okay there's a ton of wisdom out there, but it's not backed by a lot of knowledge sometimes, right? You got to be careful. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that, hey, we are either the most, uh, uh, the people that are the most full of wisdom, nor are we the most knowledgeable. However, right, I, I think you got to gravitate towards people that uh, try to push the boundaries and, you know, aren't, aren't afraid to fail and uh, aren't, aren't too egotistical. Uh, or not humble enough to share, yeah. you know the yeah. uh, the findings, and that's that's what I'm saying. I guess with the whole, you know, circling back to the uh, the tall fescue thing is, I you know I'm trying to but you know for see okay hey the only way I, I see that truly failing, you know two the two things I would be concerned with right would be obviously brown patch which you know you showed in the video today. Little bit of pressure there in the higher cut stuff, but yep. so far hanging pretty strong out there. Any fungicides on that? Nope. Damn. Nothing. Wow. And then is that well, second question. This is is this the RK seed? It is. Okay. And the third question is um I well, this isn't necessarily a question, but something that is a thing here, right, in the Midwest and going out towards the east coast is gray leaf spot on tall fescue i don't know if it's been identified all that 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 far but that'd be the only other thing i'd keep an eye on Mm -hmm. necessarily so you know don't go all willy-nilly with the end you know here in august and early september but after you get past that yeah i haven't actually put anything on that section wow it's been I haven't been doing really any program on it like I do on the rest of my low cut stuff or, you know, so it's pretty much been riding, riding solo, if you will, and just hanging out there doing its thing. But yeah, just fun. I I don't know. I've been getting that a lot lately. Like all the comments will be like, well, I thought it was supposed to be done this way, but you didn't do that. It's like, yes, I know, but I'm showing you what's happening in the video. The, I don't the I think these are the rules don't necessarily apply if I'm showing you different <laughs> results. Like, I don't quite understand that, but... Well, and... I, how much of that, right? Like, there's there's a certain element of hoping people fail to prove a point 
or oh yeah, uh, absolutely. They they would be love to be lots of haters that would be like, see, I told you you tried it and it didn't work and blah blah blah. Yeah, there would. There's those people. They're waiting in the wings. They're there. And 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 I'm not here to talk shit on them. I'm. It, it's more. I of, am. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm just here to say that, like, hey, you you know, it, it, the keys are in it. Like, if you it, you know, if you take it for think a test, you can drive. do better. Yeah. Yeah. If you think you can do better, and I I don't know. I just always think that there are. Uh, it's interesting the mix in in life and in turf especially. Like turf is one where you have. I, I, I don't know how the distribution of people is necessarily. I will say that there are shit. I'll, I'll, let me try and do this real quick. I'm going to say there's probably about in the professional turf world. So that's, you know, golf courses, sports turf. There are probably about 35 to 40% of people that absolutely play it safe every single possible time that they can. Mm-hmm. This is how we do it. This is how we've always done it. We're not going to change it because I know it works. And you know what? For whatever reason, whether it be fear, fear, ego, hubris, um, not wanting to, you know, change whatever, you know, whatever the case is, this is how we're doing it. I think you probably got other oh fifty percent of folks that you know live that way and maybe push the envelope a, a few times, right? They, they might get talked into something new, find a new idea, whatever. And then you got the guys and gals uh, that that comprise you and me RK, which are the folks that no matter what, no matter how good things are going, that we're literally willing to take a very large wrench, not just any wrench, but I'm talking like have to go to like this where store for the one they're not going to have at Lowe's or Home Depot. And we will right in the gears to say, you know what? Ah, I'm going to see if we can break it. And so I'm not saying that, you know, it is, uh, it's a badge of honor or you know that we're special in any, any certain way. No, I, I just think that you you learn more living on the edge. You do. It's just the way it is, and I think that's where you know the people that uh, that see this stuff. Well, and this is what I think it is for me is I think that when I was doing starting out because that's really not my personality in a lot of other things is like to really go try to you know, go out on the edge and do things that other people aren't doing. But in this, I think what changed for me was that you get to a certain level of understanding of just comfort level of, I know how to grow this, or I know what's happening right now, I know how to fix it, or whatever, like the experience comes. And then it's the fear part that goes away. Because when I was first starting this, as I think where a lot of people are who are saying, well, here's the rule book and you're not following the rule book is because they're, uh, they're scared. Like, well, what if I don't know the rules? Like, what if the rules aren't actually the rules? And then I don't know anything. So for me, I'm not scared anymore. I'm not afraid of like, well, if this happens to not work, I won't know how to fix it. Well, I'll know how to fix it. I'll just go fix it. And so then that fear part goes away and you do whatever you want to do just for fun. So that's where I think I'm at at least. Yeah, and uh, I think it's just it's a state of always trying to learn something right and putting your position yourself in position to do that and so let's let's rein this in for a second like is somebody going to see this and necessarily real mo uh tall fescue in their lawn because you did Mm, probably not no no but uh, okay let's let's take this back even further to one of our past casts and an idea that you 
just alluded to here earlier in our conversation is what have we always said about mowing height, right? Hey, if you if you train the grass to grow at that height and you stick with it and you don't sit there and dick around with it, there's a pretty good, reasonable expectation of success that you should have, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if you're pushing the limits and if you were down at like a quarter inch with tall fescue, I'd have been like, okay, you know, <laughs> you need to ease up on the sauce there, big guy. Like that's that's too far. But it, it, it was reasonable and sensible and three quarters of an inch. I, I don't bat an eyelash at that. So again, if there's something to take away from this, it's not always all of the relevant factors that go into what you see on YouTube or in some of these experiments or hear about, you know, anecdotally, it is also the ideas and, and uh, principles, right, that go mm-hmm. along with them. So again, if we can culture this stuff to grow at a low mowing height, let's start in the spring, mm-hmm. just like, like arcade did. And let's be consistent, right? Let's not mess with, you know, it having to go up in height and, you know, expend a ton of carbohydrate reserves in the roots to push all that new growth. Or conversely, let's not remove a bunch of the photosynthetic area, right? That's able to capture light and make food for itself in the middle of summer when its uh, physiological activity is at its lowest point pretty much uh, in the growing season. So, oh, all those things said, it's a good, uh, if, if you want to look at it that way, it's a good way to to get things done uh, and learn from people doing. Let's let's just call it what it is. Okay, it's weird stuff. Well, and okay. let's say too is what I kind of alluded to today in that video was that what you just said. Like, is this? Am I telling you to go out and do this? Like, everybody should be doing this? No, that's not really what I'm saying. What I'm saying is. At these current conditions for me, it's interesting. It's something to look at where you're like, wow, I wouldn't expect that. But also, who knows? Maybe next year I try it, it doesn't rain for three months straight, and it just it didn't work out as well. Like, There's varying conditions that are going to happen with all of this different stuff. There's varying soils, and that's what I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to, like I talked about in the, that video today, where I was like, my soil at home that I've been used to for 10 years is much different than what I'm oh, moving to. Oh, very different. So I'm also working on my skills of how does my program need to adjust or how do different things need to adjust, which is something that, you know, for me, like you said, it's always learning. And that's all I'm after is I want to learn something new because I've tried all these other things. I'm, I want to just try something else. And that's just for fun and experience and all that. But All right, all right, all right, all right. So, okay. So we, we beat that into the ground, but... Here's my question. What? And it doesn't have to be the one, right? But what is the next crazy idea? I'll tell you mine. I'll I'll tell you mine and I'll tell you why it's dumb here in a minute. But I want to hear like surely and and this is this 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 might be a, a listen. This could be a strong verb for some people to hear this, but uh I'll go ahead and say it on, on account of myself and okay, you can either agree or disagree, but there's got to be something about this or like this that you fantasize about. I certainly do. I fantasize about, man, what if I did this? You know, you just a little bit of daydreaming, a little turf daydreaming. There's nothing wrong with that. So let me ask you. This came to you, and in, in, uh, like so many of these other good ideas did, like, uh, listen. I already, uh, have, I already have mine, but you're never going to guess it, so it's good. I, well, I probably won't, but li- I'm going to ask for a hint and see if I can. But, you know, listen. Uh, 
some of these ideas don't come to you until you're in the moment. You know, like seeding the backyard with tall fescue. Yeah. <laughs> and that didn't come to you until after you did it. No, I mean, no. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. You got to give me... Okay, you, you got to tell me what where... What was your guess, where, though? Like, what, what, would, what would you think as a crazy thing that I For would you? Think? Yes. Oh, for you? Jeez. I mean, I've got my big pie in the sky vision of the seven acres of of beautiful tall fescue, but yeah. that's that's too that's too big. It's got to be something smaller. Um, she's. I mean, the Bermuda at Westbury is too too easy of a guess, man. Well, that's happening, so that's not even, you know. I mean, that's happening. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Like, it's too easy of a guess because it will happen. Like, it'll happen next year when you're actually out there and yep. can, like, actually manage to grow in and not, like, be freaking out. So I get that part of it. Uh, um, okay, this is my guess. This is only my guess, and, and this was, I don't even know if we talked about this on air at any point, but buffalo grass. Yep. Well, that's one that I am doing for sure. So, oh boy, look, there's a couple things. Let me look at my list here. I've got oh gosh, oh gosh, buffalo grass. I've got micro clover. I've got full or fine fescue and full sun. Uh, and oh, fine fescue and full sun would be fine. That's yeah, good. but I want to show it. Like, um, but this is what came to me. I was. You're never going to guess this, and it's really off the wall because all it right, really, all right, let's really does not let's have hear. to do with turf, to be honest. But okay, I was mowing the trails the other day, and I've mm-hmm. been keeping them down at about three inches. So this is prairie grass. I don't know exactly what type it is, but you know, it's like a brome of some kind. So yep, it's actually because I've been so consistent with it the trails look really super green and like the rest of the grass is transitioning to kind of that end of the year brownish look, but the trails are like Mm -hmm. really looking good. I was like, you know what? I wonder if I could test PGR on some of these trails. Oh (laughs) God. Oh man. I mean, it's a thing. I mean, they do it in right of ways and stuff like that. I mean, absolutely. So not so sure they've tried it on that type of thing, but you never know. Yeah. So you need to get like a, how, what is it? The, you know what you need? I think they make like a little six foot uh, boomless nozzle. I, that's what I would get. Yeah. Just a little ATV sprayer, stick it on the back of the quad and go well, to town. Yeah. We need to talk about sprayers because I, I need to get, get going on some things with that. But, but, to stick on that topic just for a second, I was just thinking about that though. I was like, this is how much I enjoy mowing and I can see Matt like wanting to jump off a cliff because he hates mowing so much. And he's like, I cannot, I've, I'm like, I don't even care what grass it is. I just, now you know how many acres out there I have of these trails. And I've just been sitting on my mower and like, look at how green and clean and nice this is at three inches. Maybe I should put some PGR on it. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's worth considering. It's worth considering. You know, you do a couple, uh, couple check plots out there and, and see what's going on. Mm-hmm. So that's the yeah, way I, that that was literally though two days ago, and I was like, I can't wait to tell someone, and them just look at me with that look of like, you're out of your fucking mind. But that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, they might do that anyway, but regardless, I mean, as far as you know, right, it's not about the trails of the PGR, so who right. cares? I mean, I'm out of who my cares? mind for other things. but Exactly. I mean, yeah. Um, interesting. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I think you and I may have talked about this before, but mine is like breaking a some unwritten rule you know like you know like what they have in baseball you know there's all the unwritten rules of baseball there's this unwritten rule that you know you got to have a single cultivar of uh, vegetatively established Bermuda grass and man i i get it i understand why Mm -hmm. uh, in theory but i want to be the guy that takes Two of these things, two of these vegetatively established Bermuda grasses, like ones you sprig or sod, and I just want to mix them together and see what happens. Like, you know, do we get, do we get a funfetti cake, right? Or you know, do we get, uh, you know, one of those marble cakes that just got too much of <laughs> either the chocolate or the vanilla flavor, and it's not good. Like you're going in there thinking you're going to get like a 50, 50. Yeah. And it's, it, you know, it's 60, 41 way. And I, you know, uh, the nice part is, is, is I can just test this for you in the future before you, oh, even, put it, before I, you even put it on the field. Next year, I've already, I've already decided well, like, then, no matter what, I don't know how it, we can do it on two sites though. We can do it. it we can do an Iowa site and an Ohio site, but like, even if it's just a FAPO, section if it's like a 10 by 10 here yeah i'm absolutely i'm absolutely doing it well i was just saying before you put it on an entire huge field you could maybe Mm. do a small test yeah we're gonna do we're gonna do some testing we're gonna do some testing so like mr demay uh why does it look like uh tiger stripes (laughs) everywhere on this field for opening game tiger stripes it would be like uh, it would be it'd be kind of splotchy but like look real dense in between the splotches like it would be okay we'll call uh, it uh Whatever you want to call it, but kind of like a like a like a pimple faced kid, you know, like a fourteen year old kid that's got a bad case of acne, you know, the creams aren't working, uh, he he's he's not getting any dates and been there, you know, that hey, <laughs> listen, it all turned out fine, it all yeah, turned it out did. fine. So, I mean, fourteen is one of the worst ages uh, for anybody. Let's just be honest; like, mm-hmm. it, it it's a terrible time in anybody's life. So, yep. I get it. Yep. So, um. Yeah, I think mixing two of those together, it just just to prove myself wrong and to prove you know them quote unquote right, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. I'll do it just to mess around. So we'll have to get in on that next year. So we'll have we'll have two different you know out at, at the Iowa site, we'll have two separate Bermuda gas plots, and then we'll have the casserole. You know, a little ooh. A little Bermuda grass hot dish. There you go. You got to use the proper Minnesota term. <laughs> <laughs> little Bermuda grass hot dish. So, okay. So, overall, though, um, on the pro- on the property at Westbury, things seem like they're looking okay. I'm bouncing back a little bit. And- yeah, the only thing was that that ryegrass experiment this year just didn't go so well, um, which I've talked about many times, but I didn't it didn't go well. It was one, it was a terrible year for the seed heads, like a really bad year here. I haven't seen it like that for quite a while. And mm-hmm. pushing it to like three inches or whatever, I talked to my seed uh, guy out in Oregon and he was like, yeah, if you got any heat during that portion of the seed head time too, he was like, that plant was just wanting to go 
absolutely crazy and it's gonna if you had the height up he's like and you weren't mowing it off almost every single day you're probably in Mm -hmm. trouble and i was like yep i was in trouble yeah and i think that's (laughs) something that's probably i don't want to say misunderstood but it's uh it's one of those pitfalls of you know, it, it, people will talk about this, you know, in certain instances, but they're not really applying it down to the, what I say, apply, uh, applying the knowledge down to a level where they understand what kind of species they have. So, for instance, like what you just said, you juice up a stand like that that has a high uh, seed performer, right, or a high stock performer, mm-hmm. and you give it a bunch of spring end. That's one of the reasons. It's not the only reason, right? It's not just the nitrogen for diseases and lush turf and all that kind of stuff it's also things like this like the physiological response that you get in spring as you go to seed you can absolutely exacerbate that and make the lawn look worse for longer just with having the stocks out i was i was out looking at uh, a field today that still you know here we are the you know middle of july still has ryegrass stocks that's trying to grow out of and i mean like real thick stemmy oh, yeah. just mine the, there's a few of those the, so that that larger plot that i showed it's still pretty bad and i mean i didn't even feed it too much in the spring but what happened here was just that ideal condition for rye it was like a real extended spring colder cool and it rained a lot and then all of a sudden it was bam like 85 90 degrees right at that time frame of when everything just wanted to start growing seed heads and go crazy. And it just, I couldn't do anything about it at that point. But I mean, I had this obviously rye at home. So that was a nice thing to be able to compare. And since I was mowing that so consistently and keeping it so tight and all that, there were some stems in there, no doubt, but it didn't look anything like it, the taller stuff out there. Hmm. Very interesting about, you know, but that, uh, that just, that taught me a few different things that I don't, I don't think, well, that we can transition into the golf thing and my golf course thing coming up. But that was one thing that I've just been pulling my hair out and you know, RD, I have a lot of hair. So, Oh, I know. Uh, I've just been pulling some of it out and trying to figure out what the hell I'm going to do with this whole area because I have different hopes and dreams of what I've wanted to see. But then I'm like some of these conditions out there and things that I've been seeing this year have made me second guess some things that I was thinking. Hmm. Well, okay. So let's explore that then. What, what has you second guessing first of all? Well, so obviously we're talking about the, the larger area. It's probably, I do need to do a complete measurement Mm -hmm. down, but it's, let's say it's an acre or slightly over. So Mm -hmm. we had talked about maybe I do almost all of it real mode. But that was like a dream of like, well, that sounds cool, but the work of actually doing that is a different thing too. Like that's nah. pretty, yeah. But, so I'm not giving up on that, but I can't do it without irrigation. So right now, the irrigation is the main problem because mm-hmm. still can't get anybody to really come test anything and we're getting up on time frame here of like, okay, I need to be spraying out some stuff and starting to plan all that. And so now I'm trying to make a plan as to do I do anything in that golf area this fall and plant anything to get it started? Or do I just wait another year and do more test plot 
testing of real mode stuff and figure out exactly what cultivars I want and make sure it's exactly what I want and then go that route. That's just kind of where I'm at with that just because I had my heart set on doing like an acre of ryegrass, you know, leading, oh, oh. leading up to the house. <laughs> You've never seen anything like it. You probably, I mean, really, aside from where are you going to see an acre of ryegrass striped all nicely up to a, a house? It's just like... like- TPC Scottsdale in February. <laughs> that's about it. Like you're gonna, you're gonna have to go out to some overseas golf course in Palm Springs or Phoenix to to see something like that. Um, you know me, and I'm gonna give you the dad speech here. But man, you got you got to get the infrastructure in place. You know, you got to have got to have all that non sexy stuff. Like, listen, oh, I know. No, nobody does the ribbon cutting for the drainage and irrigation project. Like there's not like some, you know, beautiful lady with a bottle of champagne that's breaking that bottle on, you know, the last sprinkler head in line. Like it just doesn't happen. No, I know. But so, so that's where that's where I'm almost I'm sitting at, but then if I decided to do some sections, let's say let's say I was going to do some sections in bluegrass, then it's going to take a while to get that established. So then I'm like, well, if I lose this fall and we have a decent fall and it could actually grow in pretty much naturally and I get to next spring, then I'm like, well, then I would have wasted that fall season and I wouldn't have done anything just because. So I've, that's where I'm saying I'm pulling my hair out because there's so many scenarios. So here is what, uh, this is my thought. And again, having been there is super helpful because I understand the layout and the topography and everything like that. I think, I truly think, and again, for those of you that don't know the property, you know, the stuff that you see on the videos is, okay, how much lower do you think that sits than where the house is? Oh, probably. 20, 30 feet? Yeah, at least. Yeah. Okay. So let's just say 30 feet. So I would be very interested if you replicated maybe on a smaller scale and maybe only with what you think you want to plant in the golf area up on top of the hill nearest to the house to where you have access to water and you can real mow that that was definitely my plan for sure yeah because i think i think i think it's going to be different growing grass up on top of that hill okay like and, and i think that's i mean folks without having you know, without you guys seeing it, I mean, I know you've seen drone shots and everything like that, but to like to see the uh, the progression of the property where it goes from, you know, fairly low, the lowest, you know, almost the lowest point of the property when you come in, except for the creek, um, and you come up this big rise, and that, that's where you know RK's building right now, and then you kind of drop back down a little bit, and there's another bigger hill further mm-hmm. back into the property. Uh, a great shot that I <laughs> I had to drop the comment on one of RK's uh, Westbury Acres video because, like, man, you did that drone shot and I just saw it. It was just like I could close my eyes and I could picture <laughs> it and I was like, damn, that's beautiful. Gosh, it's so beautiful. It was... Uh, uh, yeah, but now, like you can will, just, like, now you can just imagine it as seven acres of PGR brome. <laughs> <laughs> that's the sound clip you're of gonna, the day. You're right? gonna, that is right there. Then you're going to have... You're gonna have there's going to be a run on uh, Ryan Nor Brome seed, you yeah, know, you're going to have yeah. to that. You got to let that. That's the problem now is you can't PGR that because you have to let that shit all grow up so you can <laughs> harvest it and bag it. That's, that's I could, I got now. plenty of that. I got plenty that's of what that. I'm saying. Wait, you go, 
we need we need to talk to the folks at Turf Merchants. Say, hey, can you? Uh, what do you think about running one of those seed harvester uh, combines out here to Iowa from uh, Oregon? Oh, 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 that would be cost prohibitive. Oh, okay. okay. Well, got, got that. I'll just figure out a way to do it myself then. I'll handpick it, and it'll be uh, artisanal brome seed. Yeah, because it. Yeah, I mean PGR down nicely. It'll it'll stripe a little <laughs> bit. It'll, there's a little bit of stripe that'll come. <laughs> Striped up brome, man. Uh, that's wild. Um. Now I have to do it. Now there's just no way around it. I mean, uh. I, I, yeah, that, there there will be a uh, a demonstration plot of uh, 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 the 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 most cherry brome grass you've ever seen <laughs> in North America will be on the property of RK. Like it just it's just the way it's meant to be. Like if if you're if you're going to be grass living on his property and be anything less than your best, well, it's gonna be a tough road to hoe with with drill sergeant or at the helm mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it's just you're not going to like your life uh so okay so i think yeah again the the not having irrigation piece and like forcing it and rushing like you got a lot going on right now yeah you know there, there's certainly a lot going there's on there's a few things it's, yeah and so i think the the uh, further test and evaluation plots which are more uh, applicable again growing environment is going to be different you're gonna get a lot more wind up on that uh mm-hmm. hill and even through the winter time that's that's my honestly that's one of my biggest fears on that ryegrass is desiccation over winter because there's just not as much but remember i had just planted my plots last winter and down, yep. and they are down at the bottom, but there's not really much of a windbreak because I was out there quite a few times during the midwinter, and it's really windy through all of that section. So mm-hmm. I was pretty surprised by that too, because I know you and I talked about that, where you were like, "Well, you know, that's what one thing I would be considering. Maybe you want to put blankets on it." And I never did anything, but it did okay. Mm-hmm. So. But yes, I agree with you. It's a it's a bit of a different animal up at the top, and also just once you start getting it cut real low and all that. But yeah, and I don't know. I wonder how much different the uh, the soil is up there. I I can't imagine it's appreciably different. But no, it's actually it's actually pretty good up. It's about the same because they took those huge piles of topsoil off of that area when they did that. Uh, the excavation for the building and that's all piled up and ready to go back in as fill. But Mm -hmm. I actually did a soil test of that soil itself that came out of the pile. Um, And it was roughly about the exact same and the texture looks the same and everything. So Mm. that's good. Yeah. But I know, you know, I'm just, I'm itching because I have this like 72 inch mower and I've always wanted to be like, I have this huge field of something to mow. Like that was one of the things and it, you know, it leads right up to the house and I know it's going to get there eventually, but you know, I'm not a very patient person. So <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you gotta let, let it go, man. Like it's going to be fine. You're going to get there. Uh, but you got to get the infrastructure place first. One thing at a time, get a place to live out there so that you can actually be there. To take care of the golf hole. Like let's look at that here's way. Here's the huh? other thing is okay. let, let's put a scenario in place that let's say I only get, I get a lot less water than I think in terms of gallons per minute. And I have to end up going with, which I'm not, I've already, 
I'm going to preface this by saying I've already come to terms with in my head that wouldn't be the worst idea, but like, let's say that main field golf area only becomes a green that pretty much gets watered and like a fairway that gets watered with like a few tee boxes, but like the rest of the outside rough is more like a natural mm-hmm. golf course thing where it's like, if it's hot as hell in the summer, it's going to kind of be dormant. And if it's, mm-hmm. you know, that's not like the worst thing in the world, but would that change any of your sort of idea of it? Like, let's say that came down to that because my head is going to, well, do I want to do like a fescue on the sides then just to try to maintain as much as I can in the heat? Or would I rather just do bluegrass and let it kind of go dormant and then during the cooler parts of the year come back? Because everything around... Can we do one side side fescue and one side... Sure. Hey, (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. That's... That's a loaded question. I think the fescue would do fine. You know, let me also less... preface this by saying I oh, don't God. I don't like fescue. So I'm trying to like not oh, don't use... worry. We we get it. Okay. Yeah. Not use that if possible, but at the same time, there are benefits. So <sighs> um, these are all the things that are running through my head as I drive forty five minutes every day one way to, you know, like you said, you gotta do your thinking. I you know the the okay so the you know and and I know there are uh, there are people that are listening that are, are going to say all I do is enable you and cause you to spend money but I'm just going <laughs> to give you the I'm going to give you the 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 good better best okay. on this, this right is, this is good the good is uh yeah you plant whatever you want out there. Honestly, I think the good is probably probably the fescue because I know that's not the look that you're going for, but it would work. It would be functional and and things would be okay. The better is using the bluegrass and going unirrigated. The best, though, okay, the best. I can't wait for this. (laughs) Hear me out. All the plots that are down there below they all go away and the well gets the wells down there already and we dig a big pond right there <laughs> lowest part of the property we pipe every bit of drainage that we possibly can on up on the hill like all the downspouts everything goes down to that pond then we feed it with the well and we pump out of that and we can pump at that point you can pump everywhere on the property at that point, you could pump your and in, in irrigate your seven acres all the way in the back. So that's the long term pie in the sky, like you know, uh, build it as you grow kind of setup. And uh, it's also the most expensive. But <laughs> I'm just telling you, say. I'm just I'm just telling you, like if if you were saying, hey, listen, how do I do this? And you didn't be and you weren't like, and I don't have you know a whole lot of time or I don't really want to break the bank because I have like, you know, all this other stuff that I have to build out there. You know, if you qualifiers on it, I'd be like, eh, okay, maybe this isn't the right thing. But if you just said, Hey, how would I do this? This is immediately where I would go. Okay. So, well, uh, okay. Here's the other. So we have water everywhere. We drilled down for the footings. Of course, 
if you remember correctly, that field that where the building is sitting, they had already mm-hmm. removed all that topsoil and probably from where the field was, it's probably at least six feet into the ground already. But then we went, you know, like five feet down into the footings, hit nothing but water, like water. Wow. So I know this is the case right on the back side of that fence. So, so like looking up onto that big hill where you want seven acres of fescue, mm-hmm. there's even two, three feet under the ground there a couple times a year, there's been a couple holes that just have water in them and it sits with water. So I could build a huge pond over in there and we could pump out of that. I know we could, but God, this, this is like so five years I, from now. I mean, I know. And I'm going to be there for it. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I'll have a NetJets account in uh, 2027 so I can fly back and forth weekly and supervise the construction of this. Cause like, I just, it's all right here. Like I just need the guy, the shaper on the dozer and the excavator, the, you know, just all right here. Like, yeah, you go there, do this here. Here's my little drawing. Go, just go take care of it. Uh And it'll be like an HGTV reveal. That's how we'll set up the video for this whole thing. Like you'll go away and, you know, we'll probably get you like a pedicure, uh, (laughs) you know, just a little spa day, you know, a little spa day for RK. Uh, and, like a facial mask you know to to cleanse all the oils no uh, i don't i don't know we'll, we'll, we'll whack we'll <laughs> wax what little back hair you do have None. i mean all of it all of it <laughs> and you'll come back and then it'll just be like instantly transformed so anyway um this is a complete <sighs> side note but that reminds me every time of a big bang theory episode where howard is <laughs> she's like Somebody says, Howard doesn't have any uh, chest hair, and Bernadette is like, well, yeah, it's just the one. That's exactly, like, that is me. I I think of, I I see, my mind goes the other direction. I think a 40-year-old virgin. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Steve Carell's got to get waxed. That's that's what I go to. So, all right. So, I I think the the crux of the issue is here, you know, we want to do something. We don't have the infrastructure, and... Uh, we still need to probably test and verify what's going to work. Uh, I, I think this year it's probably a lost cause. I mean, let, let's be honest. Pulling something together at this juncture, especially with all the other things you have going on, no, I probably don't. not a rest. Probably not a recipe for success. Well, here's the other thing: is the guy that was supposed to be possibly coming out to dig in our septic and our other water line for the house was like, well. I could probably test the well because he used to do well stuff. And then he's like, I mean, if that's the case, I can just, I'm already digging a bunch of stuff up and I could probably just bring a water line up to the house area. And then, so I was like, well, that could work. But again, then it's now July, whatever it is. And who knows when this is going to happen. If I were to say, knowing the way contractors are going right now, it's probably like, he's not going to be here until the end of December. August. So, <laughs> I was going to say December. So then I'm screwed. Uh, 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 yeah. Yeah. Hey, I think the thing that, and I don't want to say resign yourself to, but just get yourself on the mindset that, you know, all this is going to take time, but it's going to be for the best. You know, you want it to be the right way. No, it's I know, okay but I think for, for the channel part of it too, that's the other part I always have to be thinking about is. Sure. You know, I'm going to build or I'm going to at least seed around my house and do some fun things with that. But in terms of like, I have this huge open field and, you know, the vision is like, yeah, this is going to be a crazy, awesome yard that comes in. 
not I'm not saying that's not happening, but it's just kicking that down the road and things is like content wise it's hard to do for a long time. So be the crazy bastard that does all that as a spring establishment. Oh god. Be, be that guy. <laughs> Literally buy a 275 gallon tote of tenacity <laughs> and just just wing it. Just wing it. You got me more excited about this brome thing than I should be, so Probably just- I'm not even that excited about it. I think, I mean, I don't no, listen, don't get me wrong. I think it's an interesting idea. And, uh, you know, no, because I just thought to myself, I was like, why, why now? I got plenty of stuff to mow. I can just go mow some brome and stripe it and do everything. Why not? Good. If, if you I mean, were seeing you can- this right now, folks, he's just sitting here shaking his head. He has no more words. He's like out of words. <laughs> it's just I, like I said. Uh, if listen only because i love this guy would i say if somebody asked me the question hey where where do you think you know where where can i find the largest ball of twine it's in kansas <laughs> yeah where can i find the most highly managed brome grass in the united states it's uh you know uh just less than an hour south of des moines iowa you know little hole in the wall place yeah wouldn't know it if you didn't see it you know i don't see i mean we're already going to have a sign that says future home of the best Bermuda grass in the world. So why can't we add another one that says home <laughs> of the best brome you've ever That's seen? That's going to piss some people off saying that. But uh, Hey, uh, you know what? I have, me, to, I, have to, I have to say those things because Sean's probably listening and he needs to hear he that. He probably is. And he, yeah, he's, he's, well, you can't grow it better than I can. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, so... The, the irrigation piece, just real quick to wrap this piece up, but is, uh, you know, is there going to be a, 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 a contractor or? Yeah. Have, I, I have are you one. still working it, on that? Yes, I have one that I got, you know, highly recommended from people who know what they're doing around here, but yeah. they're so busy that my project is not even in their radar scope at this mm. point. So. So it might have to be a fall project or something like that. Yeah, we'll have to see. Well, only only time will tell on that one. But I think uh, the 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 goal has to be figure out the well test, and it's not that guy lined up. And then from there, perhaps, just maybe, um, there's a chance that we get this irrigation this year, and you can start doing something, right? Yeah something well right now i'm still doing more i have a lot more plot ideas for the fall but that's going to be be me you know pulling hoses around and doing fun stuff like i have been so oh i know hey that's that's just the state of play right now out there you'll have just imagine that rk in in some not too distant future you'll be able to walk out you know, in your jeans and t-shirt on the patio with a keystone in your hand, cold keystone in your hand, yep. and on your phone, just be like, oh, hey, I want to turn on zone six, which is the middle of the fairway on the golf hole. Bam. Boom. It just fires right up, and off it goes. Imagine those days, RK. They're not that far, far away. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that, no doubt. So that that makes, in a roundabout way, although... I knew that you were probably going to say that. It does make me somewhat feel better because in the back of my head, 
you have those like realistic expectations, but then you kind of talk yourself out of it. Like, well, no, I could probably do this. Like, why can't I just seed an acre and a half of rye? Like, just throw it down and. And you're like, yeah. I oh, probably, that'd be awful. I probably should. I mean, do I don't want to say it'd be awful. It would just be like you'd have to really nail the weather and hope that it all just worked out perfectly. Well, I've, and I think that I could probably, I could probably get it to at least somewhat grow in, but it wouldn't be that part that I'd be worried about. It would be next year when I'm like, oh, oh shit, yeah. I have no water. Like, what am I going to do now? Uh, you know, that's not going to happen. So. No. Yeah, you don't want to. You want to. You don't want to uh, make yourself a mess just because you want to do something. That's. I, I, you no. Know, I, I always look at it that way. Of there's a lot of things we can do, but should we do them? Right. And should we do them right now? Uh, that's always a tough call. So always a tough call. I had a question about something I'm experiencing here at home uh, about how to think about this in the future with sand leveling that I feel like I'm getting to a point again where things, it's not that they're not really level, but there's just more like little dips and dives and things in like my front yard. than obviously like I started sand leveling like two years ago and I've done some top dressing in between, but nothing crazy heavy, but what do they do or what should I be looking to do in the future maybe? Like on what would you they do on sports fields to continue to make sure everything is like ultra smooth? So in a situation like this where you're just building up a sand cap, I mean it's it's possible that you know things are in in your house isn't like that old. Right. Still could be moving a little bit here or there in the soil, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh terms of settling and things of that nature um i think what you find is that as you get closer and closer to that quote that uh that that level of perfection right it turns into not necessarily doing wholesale top dressing applications but maybe a little bit more targeted in certain areas right to make sure that they are getting the lift right that they need relative to other surrounding areas of turf and so I, I do think that that is is a thing. Um, you know, for instance, like you know, it, it's a little bit different for you because you're not experiencing like the same amount of traffic. But for instance, like on a sports field, you know, like down the middle of a football field, most likely, you know, that con- that concentration of traffic is really going to be in between the hashes and especially in between the numbers. And so those are areas that we might add a, a little bit of additional top dressing to, right? knowing that they're going to take more abuse. And so uh, in your case, with it being, it sounds like a little bit more varied and widespread, you know, in terms of uh, these areas, I think you try and get, you know, you try and do as much of a holistic approach and cover the whole lawn first and then go back and, you know, target mm-hmm. specific areas and then. Cause I did that last there. fall. That's exactly what I sort of did. I, I did a, I would say, not super heavy, but a broadcast of everything like over the whole area. And then mm-hmm. my friend and I sort of walked around and were like, yeah, this is a spot that needs more. But just after the winter time this year, I don't know if it was just a certain winter or what happened, but I'm like mowing now and I'm like, this is just not where it was even like two seasons ago. And so I'm trying to just get in my head maybe a better plan for the future or other ideas that as I go forward, just thinking about, I don't know if it's more of like uh, 
maybe a drag thing, like I should try to drag uh, a larger section at a time, or I don't know. I was just, I wanted to pick your brain on that because it's something that just going forward, you know how I am about little details. And I'm like, I need to get better at this. So one thing you could do, let me see if I can find a link for one and send it to you. Yeah, here we go. So one thing you can try as far as a drag, if you're willing to invest a little bit of money, you know, might be something like a uh, a rigid drag mat. And what I mean by rigid, like, you know, you have the ones that drag the baseball fields that sort of, mm-hmm. you know, kind of wave and the, they're really easy to roll up. Well, rigid ones are meant to be kind of straight and uh, planar across an entire surface. So with these rigid drag mats, you can absolutely get in there and cut essentially high spots and drop material down to low spots. So let me send you this guy here. And I think something like that, and you can pull these with, you know, an ATV, you can pull them by hand. Uh, The smallest one I think that's here is pull them with a Ventrac four by three. Oh, absolutely. Four by three is the smallest one. Uh, Actually, no, I take that back four by 18 inches. So four foot wide foot and a half deep let me send this to you real okay. quick take a look at this bad boy but yeah absolutely the vent track worked fine okay well i was just wondering because obviously you know this is something on sports fields you can't have a bunch of little low spots here and there or like you people are going to be breaking ankles and doing things so it's something that obviously you have to be thinking about and you've had some experience with i'm sure Oh yeah, definitely. It's, it's definitely a thing. And, you know, you try to do the best you can to not necessarily run into these issues, but there's only, again, sometimes only so much you can do, but having the right tools and trying to, again, knock down high spots, use the low spots. As long as you're mostly on grade, these, these rigid mats work extremely well uh, and, and trying to get material where it should be, as opposed to, uh, just kind of like, you know, a lot of times those flex drags and things like that, they just spread material all over the place. They don't necessarily help you yeah. uh, knock down the high spots and fill in the low spots. Well, it's the same as like using my top dresser. It's nice, but it's spreading everything evenly. So it's not targeting a lot of those spots. It's like everything goes across even, but if I have a high spot, it doesn't necessarily, you know, it's not going to just fill those low ones and not the high. It's That's not how it works, so... No, unfortunately not. But take a look at this, Matt, and I think you'll be pleasantly surprised how okay. well it goes. Cool. I will check that out. So I wanted to touch on how your big Bermuda projects are going, and I know you talked about you know you had some crazy things happening this <sighs> year with that. Right. So I don't know if there's anything you want to share or not share, but I think... No, no, I'll share. I'll, I'll share a few things. So... uh you know, both both are going exceedingly well. Some very tight timelines. Um, some of it dictated by weather. Some of it dictated just by like supply chain stuff and trying to work things out there uh, on one of them. And so uh, it will be. <laughs> I had this content, uh, this this conversation um, earlier today with uh, Matt, who who works with me. I, I don't think I've ever talked about Matt before, but Matt's our 
director of operations, super good guy and very passionate about what he does. And, you know, he, he's been handling the growing on one and I've sort of been handling on the other one. It's just the way that like where we live and, and what's closer and all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, he kind of got to visit the other one today and hadn't seen it in a while. And I got to visit the other one uh, Monday and hadn't been there in like probably about 10 days or so. And it's like show and tell. It is. It yeah. is. It's kind of good to just like, you know, get somebody else's opinion and not fear judgment or anything. like they're always going to, you know, we're always going to be critical and it's not like it's, you know, trying to be a dick or anything. It's just trying to help each other. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful and fortunate to have somebody like him, but you know, he was saying today, he's like, man, like, I think, you know, I think yours that, you, that you're working on, it might be a little bit further ahead than mine. It might be, maybe like a day or two ahead, even though we sprigged his a little bit sooner. And I'll tell that story in a minute about something weird that happened there. So, um, I said, well, you know, Matt, it's not a contest. He's like, he's like, no, Ryan, it's not a contest, but it is a race. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, yeah, that's, that's well put Matthew. Very well put yep. that, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it's, that <laughs> it was, that was, that was a very good way of characterizing the situation. But so, um, the one that he's been working on was interesting. So they literally, the so the kind of the way this went down i can't remember the exact date that we sprigged it was the week of let me see here it would have been the week of the 13th so i think it was like tuesday or something of that week when tuesday or wednesday the day before we were going to sprig that night leading into that morning we had uh, an absolutely vicious line of storms rolled through here like it was one of those derechos right so um and in this community where this field is, they they suffered some of the worst damage in Ohio. They didn't have a tornado, but they had a lot of downdrafts and microbursts, tops out of trees. I mean, even getting to the stadium, uh, I went up there the day like the morning after, just because we had a ton of rain. I mean, they probably had close to three inches of rain in a very very short period of time. No sprigs on the field, all sand capped. And I'm thinking, well, you know. It's either going to be uh, an entire track filled with sand, right? <laughs> and <laughs> it, you know there'll be nothing other to do than to call the you know call the sod farm and be like, hey, don't cut that sod for the sprigs because we're in deep shit. Or it was going to be like rock solid. So I went out there and rock solid. I mean, like didn't move an inch. So well built by the builder that worked up there, and and we were super proud of it you know, just in the way that it got designed and conceptualized it worked exactly how we thought it would. So that was good to see. So leave there that day thinking, all right, we're going to roll in here tomorrow. We're going to get this all done. No, no big deal. Well, the next day there were so many power outages in Ohio that the power companies here started shutting down portions of the grid, either one to fix them or two, to not cause an overload and a cascading effect of all mm -hmm. the rest of the grid going out. So the day that we're going to sprig, Matt rolls up there and he calls me and it's early. It's like 630 in the morning. And uh, he's like, hey, we got a problem here. And I'm like, what's up? He's like, there's no traffic lights and there's no lights anywhere in town. And I'm getting pretty close to the school and there's nothing. And I'm like, oh, 
well, that's interesting. You know, like they must have, you know, they had power yesterday. I know for sure they had power. So, you know, all of our irrigation components, including the well pump mm-hmm. and the drive for the well pump and the irrigation controller all run off of electricity. And we need that, right? We need to have water while we're doing all this stuff. So this is the morning of like sprig, you know, the, the sod has rolled in. He's there to unload it off this truck and we're getting ready to have the installer roll up there. So he calls me back. I was like, yeah, I verified it. There's no power here whatsoever. And I'm like, you've got to be shitting me. So immediately, like, you know, we're like, okay, what can we do? So I start calling my contacts in the rental business. I'm like, hey, I need a big ass generator. Like I need like a 15,000 kilowatt hour generator and we're going to, or 15,000 watt generator. And we're just going to fire this damn thing up and wire it all in. So we make all these calls. We get an electrician down there. We get the generator like there from like an hour and a half away from where we're at. Like go down, pick it up, drive it back up there. All this stuff just so we could be ready for this. And at the same time, as all this is going on, like they're sprigging, like they're actively out there just like tossing sprigs because like they got to go. They got to get to the next job and, and keep going. So it's super tense. It, 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 when we get through it, we finally get everything fired up. Well, so the sprig guys are done. It's maybe like one o'clock. We're going through everything, and the the controller on the irrigation system is acting up. Like it's just not working correctly. So it's like going on for like two minutes at a time, and it just shuts the zone down, like for no reason, or a random zone just pops up for no reason, even though we haven't turned it on. So I mean, we're like. We, 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 again, we call everybody in our network that like we we're trying to work through the phone tree of, of what's going on. We find out that the controller itself uh, needs a very clean power source. And this big generator that we have is not super clean. So we need what uh, would be categorized as what's called a pure sine wave generator. So, you know, if you have alternating current, right, mm-hmm. it's up and down, up and down at a very specific frequency. So, um, we end up getting our hands on one of those. It's like five o'clock, you know, probably four hours after all the sprigs are done. We've like been keeping up in little two minute sets. Like yeah. just, oh, it, I mean, the whole day was just an exercise in futility and, and out there till dark. And, and, you know, all, all the credit goes to Matt. He was out there the longest and, and, and did the most. I just did a lot of the phone work and trying to connect, you know, where we need to go and what we need to do next. And, wild stuff but um (laughs) (laughs) certainly the most interesting uh sprig job that we've had so far so everything got in and you know it's humming along now but man like that day right there it was just like you know the it it was the uh i think the uh the the phrase that day was you've got to be fucking kidding me like just (laughs) one thing would come up and it'd be like really You, you you you're kidding me right yeah and and I would have liked like, to have seen your phone log on that day because you're talking oh, about. Oh man, like, it was a, well, and we had we had other stuff going on. We had active construction going mm-hmm. to other sites. I mean, it was we had uh, we had a, 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 had uh, some winter kill on it the day before, or that we or that had winter kill previously, but we sprigged it the day before. So I was kind of like watching over that, trying to get water set up and everything the way. It, just it was a wild day. It was a wild day for sure. But we got. Uh, iron cutter grow-ins on both. Uh, so from Mountain View, uh, 
I love the grass. Super pleased with it. I think uh, it, it's it's a it's it's a strange. I don't want to say strange, but it's a little bit different to grow in than a lot of Bermudas because it sits real clumpy for like the first four to five weeks, and then it just starts taking off with hmm. runners. Whereas you know a lot of the other ones that we've worked with in the past, like Tahoma and some of the others, uh, will just as soon as they get established to start pushing out runners hardcore and kind of creep together. So this one's a little different. So, uh, you know, I was, I was saying this the other day to, um, to Matt, I said, you know, uh, you know, if I had my druthers, I'd, I, I, I would rather grow in to help my 31, but I would rather manage iron cutter, you know, iron cutter just takes a little bit longer to grow in. It doesn't mean it's the end of the world. It's just, you right. know, when you're on a tight timeline, it's like, well, you know, it'd be great to be able to have something that goes a little bit faster, but overall, I would rather manage the iron cutter. It's 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 a much more um, forgiving grass from a traffic standpoint. Uh, I think it's a, a little bit easier to manage it texture wise and keep it looking good and playing well and all that kind of stuff. So, so is that the uh, is that the hot dish you're going to make then? Those two, those two. But I think it's dude. It's going to be a weird hot dish, man. I just worry. There's a lot it's of weird like, hot dishes out there. Let me ask. Let me let me ask. Let me ask you this question. You know, uh, uh, I'm not a big uh, sweet potato or yams guy, but you know, it, 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 I think it's going to look like the yams with the little, little mini marshmallows on top. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you're gonna have you're gonna have little like clumps at first of iron cutter. You're gonna have all this tahoma in between mm-hmm. them. And then slowly the iron cutter is going to push. I just don't know how they're going to push into each other. I, d- I don't know how that's going to work. I don't even know if I heard the words. Yes, I was just thinking of candied sweet potatoes that my wife makes at Thanksgiving. Those are real damn good. So. Yeah, you know what? I'm. It, it's due. It's almost time. Actually, it's overdue here for us. But this is usually the time of year uh, in the Demay household we hold what I uh, have uh, termed practice Thanksgiving. <laughs> you do the whole meal. Because you know you can't walk into that in November and 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 be cold. Like you gotta, right? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta train the digestive tract a little bit. Like, listen, hey, we gotta have a talk here. There's gonna be a point about four months before the holiday. I'm gonna absolutely abuse the shit out of you, so that you understand what's coming at you later on, right? So consider consider this like conditioning, right? Wow, strength and conditioning. This might be the revelation for people that they've just never. I've never thought of that. Practice Thanksgiving. Give yeah. it a shot. It, it, it'll change your life. It's just, you know, you don't, you don't have to go all out if you don't want to. We go all out. We make the full meal, you know, the bird, all the sides, uh-huh. everything like that. Uh-huh. And just, hey, it, 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 we don't make a huge deal. Say, hey, listen, kids, this weekend, practice Thanksgiving. You know, we're just going <laughs> to roll through it. Got to have it. Kids? Uh... Yeah. So, yeah, we went from Bermuda to practice Thanksgiving, but... Um, no, but here's my goal. I really do. I would love to come see those on like opening night this year. That would Dude, be... opening night. I will tell you what, RK, it's going to be a great night to be in town because if uh, if we pull this off at both places and it's it's mint on opening night at both places, it's going to make uh, Louisville in October of 2021 <laughs> look like. The kegs will be flowing, is what you're saying. Yes, like the salmon of Capistrano. Yeah, like it will. 
it will rain down beer that night in Columbus, Ohio. There yeah. is absolutely no doubt. And I will be happy. I seriously, the, uh, sounds corny and all this other, you know, stupid stuff. Like I was, I was walking out of a client property day, um, soccer complex and, uh, you know, it's like four o'clock and, and there's a whole bunch of kids showing up there with their parents or whatever. And by the time I'm leaving, like I'm, I'm kind of running around looking at a few things, whatever. By the time I'm leaving, there's probably a good 150, 200 kids out there. And that was always my big thing when I was at the park. It was like, you know, hey, listen, you know, we do our jobs. You know, sometimes it sucks. You know, you got to pick up trash or, hey, RK, you were, you know, you were in the biz, right? You got to mm-hmm. scoop, poop, scoop poop out of some terrible places or yep. whatever happens. You got to deal with it. But, you know, literally in this case today, hundreds Hundreds of kids were having a good time, you know, because of what we did. Hundreds of kids. I mean, that, that, that I'm telling you, like, it sounds corny as hell, but I love that. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love that part of it. And uh, so sometimes it's good to see. Sometimes, especially in the middle of a hot, you know, nasty summer where um, it's <laughs> it's been a wild one yeah. weather-wise, but we've made it through. But it, it's good to see stuff like that. It's well, speaking of like the hot, have you been seeing what's you know been going on out in the western states? And oh, I've, been, yeah. I've been feeling for a lot of these people out there who uh, Castleberry comes to mind, like water restrictions. Yeah, fifteen minutes twice a week. You know, he's got bluegrass. No, at no. that point, <laughs> I'm just stopping. I'm just, I'm just well, waiting. He did, but it's like everything looks toasted. I mean, it, it's bad. So yeah, I, I mean. I was just trying to think of what are they going to do in some of these situations? Like, really, uh, this is one thing I've been getting from a lot of people out there, and I understand it, but they're like, can you tell me which grass type I should put in next year that, like, can withstand all this drought? And I'm like, "Um, if it doesn't rain for four months straight and it's 99 degrees every day, there there are no real legit options. I was just being honest. No, like, like, I mean, so there's a... (sighs) There's a few things um, I, I, that I will say is um, you should take a look at if you're in that boat, right? Uh, search, go on Google and look for A-list turf grass. So uh, A-list is sort of this uh, cooperative among among uh, several of the major seed uh, producers that you know they undergo rigorous testing for water conservation properties things like that and they list out specific varieties mm-hmm. so th- that's always a good thing to do is try to get the most drought resistant varieties you can you know the other part there the TWCA as well is another one yeah T- yeah turf water conservation association i think it is right yep. TWCA so uh those those are all good assets uh and places to look the other part of this would be you know they uh so they actually the usga united states golf association just hired this guy away his name is uh martina uh, martino or martin uh serrano something like that Uh, and i'll see if we can find a link to his uh twitter profile but uh this gentleman was a uh professor at university of new mexico for a long time did a ton of research into uh drought resistance drought tolerance and novel irrigation techniques right to keep these these types of grasses alive in very very tough content or you know mm-hmm. uh situations 
So uh, one of the things they looked at extensively was like sub, you know, subsurface irrigation, drip irrigation and turf, right? Which sounds kind of wild. Like we always think of a sprinkler head popping up and spraying out water and everything like that. But if you think about that, right, how much do you, you know, in a situation like that, how much do you lose to, oh, it goes in the flower bed. Oh, it goes in the sidewalk or the driveway. Oh, it sits on top of the turf and it evaporates off before it can actually get in the soil mm-hmm. and do us good with the plant. So all those things combined, you know, uh, this gentleman did a lot of work. And I think that's that's sort of where stuff is headed. And, you know, the other thing, too, and we've talked about it a lot here the last several weeks on uh, uh, the Burn and Return podcast that Matt and Ray and I do is, you know, finding a better and more um, objective way, right, So uh, of watering. And it's not the, oh, I got to turn on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and that's what I get. Or in Castleberry's case, it's, hey, I get 15 minutes yeah, on Monday and yeah. I get, you know. It's it's basically a conjugal visit with water. Yeah. RK. Yeah, yeah. You know, you got 15 minutes no matter what, and the and the guard, you know, the screw or the CO is going to be knocking on the door whether you like it or not. So, uh, well, I told I him think, I was like, if you get 15 minutes, then does that mean? I mean, I just have like a fire hose out there for 15 minutes if that's the <laughs> case. I told him that I was like, you know, is anybody out around the fire hydrant? But say two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Hey, I just hey, listen, uh, officer. I'm just testing this for safety. You know, we need to, you know, flush the lines and make sure everything's working correctly. I- I'm willing to do that for you guys, right? As a as a as a resident, I, I think that's great. That's community service, public service. Yeah, he should be applauded for that. He should be applauded for. It, I so. think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it is very it, it's it's very difficult in a lot of these places. It just well, as he always says, it's what I get for trying to grow grass in a desert. But and people don't think of it like that, but it's true, and uh, it's a tough scenario. Uh, I I don't know what the right answer is because you know the thing I would tell Castleberry or, or or people that are in his situation is okay. That's June, July, August. What are the other not you know nine months like? And they'll probably tell me that oh hey, you know May. April, part of April, not so great. You know, it's can be it can be hot, it can be dry. They'll probably say the same about September and October. And the rest of the year, if they had, you know, ugly dormant turf, they'd probably be upset because that's not what they're used to. Mm-hmm. So th- that whole changing in the mindset thing, that that that's a huge piece of all this stuff. But yeah, I, I feel bad for the folks that are in the uh in the camp of hey, you can get the water for whatever it is, 30 minutes or 22 yeah, minutes or yeah, like, it's not even worth it. I'm not even going to waste my water and, and pay my water bill at that point. Yeah. Well, so. there's a couple of questions that came in. I thought we could touch on. Yeah. I, I think I sent you, if you want to check real quick, I think I sent you a forward of an email from tonight that had some photos in it that we're going to reference in one of these questions. So oh, check and boy. see, but we'll get to, Another one to start, and then we'll we'll you let me know if you see that one. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I'll resend it. But mm-hmm. so this one says, planning for fall renovation on the front lawn. I will start prep very soon. Planning to fully eliminate the fescue and start over, brand new from seed. What is your opinion on tilling it and reshaping it versus taking off versus just leaving dead material and adding topsoil sand over to reshape? Any uh, thoughts on this? 
he is planting, let's see, it doesn't say, I don't think it says, what, oh, any thoughts on what I should plant, wanting to try something new and unique, I'm in Western Oregon, I have a real, or a rotary mower, Western Oregon, okay, so that would be, on the coast, coast, yeah, or close to it, um, boy, I'm, you know, in general, in this case, I'm partial to keeping it simple and just, you know, with with dead material that's been scalped down is just, you know, using some sand and soil to level up as best you can and going with that. I don't know what, what you, let's start there. What's your opinion on that? That's usually the way I would also think. I just, I feel like I've seen so many other scenarios where they either mix up too, like you, we've talked about before, like going too deep mm-hmm. into the soil, mixing a yeah. bunch of the subsurface stuff to the top, yeah. or it gets weird, or also, you know, you bring up just a bunch of weed seeds and things that weren't necessarily, that were fairly controlled, like at the surface level, but, mm-hmm. yeah. But I mean, you might be, there's there's one thing I would say for that is, oh sometimes I see people with like a really compacted yard or something that I think that that could be a benefit if you maybe made some amendments and brought in something, but he's not, I don't think he's really talking about that in this scenario. I think he's just saying, should I leave what I have? It doesn't seem like he's completely unhappy with what he has. He just wants a new grass. Yeah. And I think there's, there's ways to go in there and break that up a little bit, you know, if need be, you know, so even just, you know, a, a, an airifier of some type, you know, yard airifier or something like that, and going over it multiple times after that's taken place, that, you know, that should help. So from a prep standpoint, I definitely think that uh, leaving as much of the existing uh, dead turf as possible is probably the most favorable solution. And then what was the other part of the question, RK? Um, it was just, do we have any suggestions as to maybe like a grass type or something that he might want to try over there? And it sounded like he had access to kind of whatever mower that he wanted. Ooh. All right. I want to hear it. What, what do you think? Well, you already know my answer. Oh, come <laughs> on. I mean, it, it, it would be, it would be a, a fun place to grow that. Yeah. It would be a really fun place to grow that. That's just what I was going to say is that's like the ideal place. So yeah, that's I'll what tell I, you what, I, I'll tell you what I, I will get behind that. I will die on this hill and with you. And I will say that we should definitely let's go all rye because the worst thing that happens is really not all that bad with, with this scenario. Mm-mm. No, it's just not. And, and I think this guy would be probably pretty happy with it too. Yeah, I think I know who you're talking about. So, I I mean, hopefully that answered, but I think that's, when I read through that question, I was just like, yeah, I've done kind of both of these scenarios, and I would probably more likely go now with just the kill and the shaping on the, the ground that you have. So, mm-hmm. all right. Did you see, I just sent you, um, there's one that has a soil test question and then there's also one that has some lawn pictures this guy wants to know oh boy so i just sent that one let's go over the question real quick let me find it Ooh, lawn pics here we go oh here it is let's see 
Yes, it is. I'm in Minnesota. I've been asking around on several sites about what these tall blades of clumping grass are. I thought it was some sort of weed, but my regular weed killer didn't touch it. Then someone said it looks like quack grass, but others are saying it's tall clumping fescue, and it's not all in these small clumps any longer. It seems to have spread throughout the yard in many places. Would love to hear if you have any ideas how to control it and get rid of it without killing an entire 38,000 square foot yard. Wowzers. Uh, Coincidentally, okay, that's just about something else. But So the photos that I saw, at least some of it to me definitely looks like clumping fescue. But it looks like there might be a, more than a few things going on. It's hard to tell. Um, what are you seeing? Well, so in this case here, I really want to get into if we're seeing quackgrass. It's hard to tell from the pictures uh-huh. uh, that we've been given. But certainly I think that uh, we could do a deeper dive if if, if we can get some more information here and, and try to find out what we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, so those last two, like number five and number six, mm-hmm. you can kind of see those look more to me. That doesn't really look like quack, but no, it, it definitely doesn't. You'd see it more pronounced. The, the description that he wrote made me think quack, right? That it's moving and spreading. It's rhizomatous, all that kind of stuff. But when I look at this, this really does look like, a clumping tall fescue. You know, I know there's a lot of these, but quite honestly, I would go out and either flag them all or spray fan them all. And here in about another month or so, start digging them out. Mm-hmm. Little little soil, little seed, throw it down and be done with it. Watch my video on, oh man, it's from 2019, I think, on my how to fix a lawn with overseeding. Before I had done that, I had killed probably at least 20, 25 spots of clumping fescue and did exactly what you Oof. just said, RD. I put Oof. a little soil on each. I scalped each one down. I put a little soil on there. I seeded and then overseeded the whole thing. Came in like a million bucks. So, <laughs> Like a million bucks, he says. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's what you hear from a pro. <laughs> I don't know. It just felt like the right word in the moment. But I hear you. Um, and then we had a soil test one to look at. Let's see this Ooh, one. Yeah, I saw this one. I'm excited about this one. Okay, it says, I've been following you on YouTube, listening to your podcast. I just bought a house last year, and I've been really wanting to get into lawn care. My house was built in 1952 in north-central Illinois. Lawn seems to have never been taken care of. I'm just trying to figure out the steps I need to take. I've attached my soil test. I do not have irrigation working on an above-ground temporary system. My front yard is 1,000 square feet. Side is 1,200. Back is 1,600. Those are good. Not too much to try to deal with. And then my main focus is the front and spilling over to the side and the back. So he has the old, uh, this is the RX soil kit test thing. So, you want to go down through this a little and kind of give people, yeah, like, since they I obviously mean, can't see it, but you can give them. They can't see it, so I'll kind of I'll kind of run down the numbers here. So, on this uh, uh, beautifully presented RX soil test here, we got a soil pH point two, uh, organic matter content eight point six, uh, CEC of twenty eight even. Phosphorus, 73 parts per million. Potassium, 129 parts per million. 
And then uh, we run through some of the macros, which we're not even going to worry about right now. The one that I do want to bring up, sulfur at 14, which is not too far off the mark in reality. I think the RX soil test gives a little bit where credence gets up in 29 parts a million range, but I've, I've certainly had success, you know, at, at, uh-huh. at lower, lower ranges. But okay. So uh, to give everybody sort of a background of, of what's going to happen here, you know, at 8.6 OM, we're going to be releasing a pretty significant amount, probably on the order of about, oh, two to two and a quarter pounds per year of nitrogen out of the soil, right? At that organic matter level rate. I really feel so like again, that number might be slightly off too, don't you think? I was going to say, that's a pretty high number. Yeah. So I'd be, I, 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 you know, even if it's, you know, in the upper sixes or something like that, I'd still be like, that's a lot for a lawn and there, there's a good bit to get in here. So all that being said, you know, what I see here is uh, if you want to make a specific uh, supplemental sulfur application, more than uh, happy to recommend that to you, you know, something like a tiger saw or something like that, that's, you know, readily available at, you know, pretty much any site one right now, uh, that'd be fine to do at a rate, no higher, no higher than uh, five pounds per thousand square feet. And then immediately follow that up with the watering, right? So whether that's uh, a manual irrigation cycle, automatic irrigation cycle, or a good uh, steady rain, not necessarily a gully washer, but a good steady rain. So take that under advisement. That'll only help uh, bring that pH of the soil down, which it you know ideally needs to. We still can grow good grass at 7.2, believe it or not, but yep. uh, every little bit of adjustment down below that mark of seven certainly helps. Uh, again, our organic matter is going to help us uh, leach out, or excuse me, not leach out, but release uh, you know, varying degrees of N based on temperature and humidity and, and things of that nature, specifically with mm-hmm. soil and soil moisture. So that will help us uh, get a little bit of a bump. So my recommendations here, I think what they call for in the soil report is three pounds of nitrogen annually. I think they're also figuring, too, that we're going to get some type of bump from our uh, respread of the topsoil in certain areas. So all that being said, you know, if you are going to the University of Michigan and you're a walk-on basketball player and you, 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 know, you want to win the NCAA tournament here, don't call a timeout too early on, on uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing a Chris Weber thing. I had to throw <laughs> a Michigan thing here. It's, it's totally football season time, RK, and I got to start getting my University of Michigan digs in. Don't call a timeout too early here on the sulfur applications because I think it's really going to help the situation here in driving this down. Not having uh, irrigation worries me a little bit. Uh, so again, I, I, I just want to make sure that we get sulfur applications down. We don't call a TO too early mm-hmm. on this. Okay, Don't get yourself a, a technical like Chris Weber did in that 93 final. Literally lost the entire finals for the University of Michigan. Sorry guys, just the way it goes. I got I got to dig on Michigan, man. Yeah, you're going back. You're going back quite a ways here. I'm We're, going back. I, listen, I I I know all the low points, guys. <laughs> they're they're buried deep in my mind. I won't ever forget. I won't ever forget. But you you know I I think so. Staying up on these is a critical factor. Okay, uh, so maybe like two five pound apps. Don't get scared on that first one. Two five pound apps. Uh, you can get one out yet this year, uh, and then maybe another one. 
uh, a little bit later in the year, but make sure you follow it up with water or you have imminent rain and you have at least a good half inch uh, of water coming behind it. So no more than five pounds at a time. Make sure they're spaced out a good six to eight weeks apart. And I think you'll be set. The rest of this though, RK. It's like a real good Midwest soil. Like. It, it's, a, it's a great Midwest soil because all I'm, all I'm seeing here, RK, quite honestly, is ammonium sulfate. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. That's it. No, it's, it's uh, great. So he's going to have some, some real nice luck with that. Real, it's gonna look. It's gonna look a real nice long Clark. But you know what? Go Buckeyes. That's the, that, that, that's a, that's a, that's a go Buckeyes line right there. So even though he's in Illinois, maybe he's a fan. I don't know. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. I'm I, I'm so excited for football season. I thought about that just today. I was like, huh? How many days is it? And you know, popped up on my Twitter. It's like less than like fifty. It's fifty something now. And I was just like, oh yeah. Like yeah, because the the NFL thing training camp is only like two weeks, probably. I think mm-hmm. something like that. Two weeks away. So. Two weeks away. So, uh, hey, it's back into football talk, RK, and I haven't been lament. thinking about any of it because I I have I have I like that's why like and the and the Michigan thing like that that came from uh, my son had some basketball thing on. He's he's super into sports right now and watching on television even old stuff and the Chris Weber thing came on like over the weekend. There was a clip of it, and I just laughed. <laughs> just I'm such a, I'm such a dick. But you know, it, it's somebody's lowest point in their athletic career. And if it was anybody else, like any other school, I'd be like, oh man, like that sucks. Like I, I feel for that guy. But because that happened, I was like, and he's like, yeah, you can't call, you can't call that to dude, Dad. Like, why one. are you laughing at his misery? And you're like, well, he was. He was like, he was like, is that guy play for Michigan? So yeah, he does. He's like, right now? I said, no, it's a long time ago. Same thing you did. He said, it was a long time ago. And I was like, well, listen, you know, I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I'm just saying he chose the wrong school. It's just, you know, it's his fault. So anyway, all right. So uh, wasn't there, I think, was there one other question that came uh, through? I think that was all I had. Nice, 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 so. nice. All right. So let, let, let's, let's, let's quickly recap. What's, what's on tap here for uh, RK? The next few weeks, because we are going to get, uh, if you're listening to this now, we will have a members only, special members only, um, live mm-hmm. question and answer session coming up here, possibly as soon as next week. I would, I would definitely say uh, the following week for sure, within the month. Yes. Right, RK? Yes. Within- we, uh, we were wanting to do them or trying to do as much as we could once a month for sure. But we kind of missed the end of June there with the holiday, everything going on this whole house building thing. I know it's just a small detail of everything, but um, it's, it's become yeah, it, a bit of my real. life right now. So you know, I've, I've been thinking we, we talked about this, you and I, when we were like, we should do a cast and we were both like, well, we should, but when is this going to happen? Cause we're both, that was like, yeah, every day was like no good. So we're gonna get it in. So if you, you know, again to to recap on the live cast thing, you know, if you are listening right now in the audio only format, we do a cast just about once a month, and we, we've been pretty pretty disciplined about getting out there once a month, and we answer questions directly for our members uh, in a live format. So you can send them in ahead of time, and we'll answer them. You'll be able to jump onto YouTube and log in as a member and see the members only video and check that out, or uh, you can participate live. So if you are a member, you're able to jump into the chat, ask questions in real time, and 
or giving you immediate feedback. We don't know all the answers. Uh, we only pretend to at certain times. Uh, not as bad as what uh, some of our uh, YouTube brethren like to do, but uh, certainly take a stab at just about everything that we possibly can and take it from there. So if you're interested in that, RK, where can they go to become a member and learn more about this? You can go over to YouTube and go to my channel, Ryan Nor Lawn Care. If you go to my actual channel page there, I've been told that on iOS you cannot be in the app. You have to be on the mobile site, if you will, for some unknown reason. But uh, otherwise, everybody else, you should be able to just go on a browser, go right over there, and there's a members join button there, and go ahead and join, and we would love to have you. We'll see you on the next live stream, and we'll... Interact with everybody, as RD said, and try to answer all of your probably. I'm thinking renovation and thing questions coming up here. Oh yeah, we're, we're getting to that time of year and we're getting close. So I'm looking forward to it. You know, I just absolutely hate doing renovations, so I never do them. <laughs> just think of the just think of the uh, transplanted brome grass. Renovation. I can see it now. I'm just going to be dreaming you know? about that all night. You know, thinking. I know about you the are. You're going to wake up. You're. you're yeah. It, it's. I'm telling you, commercial brome grass is coming. <laughs> just wait, and he'll have it. So, hey, RK. It was fun. It was good to get together. I can't wait until the next one here because it's going to be live. And uh, hey, there, there's nowhere to hide on the live one. So oh. we'll uh, we'll try it again here soon, and we'll see what happens. Okay. Thank you again to Keystone Light for. You know, fueling me tonight, and same. We we have one wall up on my new place today. That was that was exciting. The first wall went up, and I've been way off of my schedule getting up at with the birds. And when they say, you know, I'm just gonna say, getting up with the birds is it's ridiculous. There should be no <laughs> one awake at that time. But I I love to get up at five a.m. this time of year. I love it. Yeah, but I'm gonna go try to go to bed and so you know it's 10 50 here local time maybe i'll actually be able to get up and not feel like death tomorrow so there we go right on man right, right on. away to All right. end with positivity as always rk hey rk it was a fun time let's do it again here soon all right all right thank you everyone for listening and we'll catch you on the next one